Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. I'd like to say to our guests here tonight, welcome. Glad you're here. And I uh, want to follow up with that. You're in the right place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're in the right place. Thank you, Jesus. It's good to be serving God. It's good to be serving God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was sinking earlier today. I have a good friend in uh, Diggins, Missouri. Brother Die gave some very, very uh, good advice when it comes to uh, young people. I don't know why I want to say this, but I just want to say it. Young people that are fixing look for somebody to marry. Hallelujah. And he said, uh, you don't know what happiness is until you get married. And then it's too late. (laughs) You all thought you was fixing to get something. Oh yeah, here we go. That's my answer coming. Here it comes. No. Nah, it's Brother Nelson. Yeah, come on now. Hallelujah. But I, young people, I appreciate you. I want to take a minute, let you to know I watch you. Not to critique you, just watch you. And I want you to know you're good young people. Every one of you, good young people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to see you when you come in through the door. You're, you're the strength. You're the encouragement. Hallelujah. When our knees are hurting and we haven't gotten a good night's sleep, you guys take over. That's all right. Can we get him a pillow? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But no, I'd just like to say, say what an honor it is once again to be able to be up here tonight to uh, talk to you for a minute. This actually, this message, uh, Wednesday night went to Lynn Valley to help out down there. And this message, part of this message I used down there. And <clears throat> I felt it for us tonight again, and I thought, well, no. No, that shouldn't, you know, how it goes. You kind of doubt yourself and you kind of vacillate between what am I going to do? You know, that ain't right. Brother Goff, thank you for preaching what you did this morning because you just confirmed, you know, stay right where you're at. You're on the right vein. You're in the right direction. This church, we're living in an hour that we're running out of time. We're running out of time. And we're dealing with a generation that's, discombobulated. I mean, for crying out loud, they say there's 32 different uh, genders. What? And they believe it. I mean, they just don't say it. They believe stuff. And I'm telling you, we're living in an hour. This is all winding up. Hallelujah. We got to get busy. We got to get busy. So, thank you, church. Thank you. 
to hurry up and get out of the way, let you all get home, get ready for this week for Thanksgiving. If you would turn with me tonight to Joel chapter 2, read verse 25, Joel chapter 2, verse 25. And it says, I, and I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. Concentrating on the first part of that scripture, and I will restore to you. I will restore. Not a shameless plug, but this is the title of my message. Damage Control and Restoration. Damage Control and Restoration. Let's all pray. Lord, we thank you for what you've done here tonight already. And God, we're looking to you tonight that you'd anoint your word, Lord. Help us. God, instill in us, Lord. Strengthen us and help us tonight, dear God, I pray. Anoint. Your messenger, Lord, help me to step out of the way and let you operate how you want it done in this place tonight, God. Build faith in this house here tonight, God. Help us tonight, Lord, to know, God, to know that you're for each and every one of us in this place here tonight, God. You're the author, Lord. Yes, you are. And you're the finisher of our faith, of our faith tonight. God, you're everything. You're everything, Lord. We give you the praise, give you the glory. Give you the honor tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift our hands to Him for a minute and give Him a little praise here tonight. God, we love you. We adore you, God. We magnify you. We magnify you, God. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Damage control and restoration. Joel chapter 2, verse 25, And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. A definition of restore, according to Webster, says... Give back. Return. To put or bring back into existence or use. To bring back to or put back into a former or original state. Renew. To put again in possession of something. To put in possession of something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, Brother Nelson, what in the world does this have to do with damage control and restoration. I'm glad you asked me that question because the first part of this message has to do with us as individuals. Matthew chapter 7. Hallelujah. I want to read to you here in verse 24. Starting at verse 24, it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. 
And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Great was the fall of it. In this parable that the Lord said here, He's talking about two houses. The difference between the houses had to do with where the foundation was built. A lot of times when I read this scripture, I I envisioned in my mind that the house that was built upon the rock just basically was unaffected. But as I began to study in this, the Lord kept dealing with me in the fact that no, the storms came to both houses. The storms came to both houses. The winds blew, the rains descended, the floods came. The floods came. When floods come, it affects a house. And in the line of work that I'm in, I get to see a lot of that each and every day. I get to walk into the house and see the effects of a water line that broke when they were out to dinner and return five hours later to see a cascade of water coming down their staircase and flood their basement. I've seen houses here this summer. We we experienced a tornado that came through the area and we had to be called out to do emergency board-ups and tarp-offs to help mitigate any further damage that would be caused. And as I was driving up to go and line up these houses to be tarped off and boarded up, the looks on the people's faces, they were just in shock, Elder. They were just in shock. And as we drove up to the house, shingles were missing. Siding tore off houses. Some houses were completely gone. And all that was left was the foundation. And as I began to read this, I began to think about us as individuals in the church. You have storms that come to your life. You have situations, you have floods that come. When the enemy comes in like a flood, have you experienced that? The Lord will raise up a standard against him. You experience times in your life where you can't tell up from down. But as long as your foundation is built upon the rock, restoration can take place. Isaiah 28 and 16 says, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not Make haste. 2 Timothy 2 and 19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. The Lord, hey, the Lord knoweth them that are His. I'm going to stop right there, man. I'm just going to go ahead and take me a little rabbit trail. You with me? I just got this picture in my mind of, I know the Lord's omnipresent. He's everywhere, but my mind can't handle that. So I'm just going to put him into this little, in heaven. And he just looks around. His angel says, I'm going to go check on John. See how he's doing. He knows who I am. 
Say what? The one that created all that we see, all that we 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 experience. We, we was getting ready for church. I walked out there to grab a grab a drink and got hassled by Brother Weems and, and told me to get out of the water. We need to work on that. And he was standing there looking out the door. And he said he was just looking at the sunset. Our God created all that. And as we, if we walked outside right now, we'd look up and see the stars. He created that. And my mind was just a running and I, I had, to, had to Google. How many species of trees are there? You ready? According to Google. Google. 60,065 different kinds of trees. 60,000. Now, why did he, why did he create 60,065 different species of trees? This is my take on it for us. He could have, he could have created Ten, and we would know any different. But our God is a God that loves to see us get pleasure out of His creation. So you might be the type of person that likes the dogwood tree. He created that for you. But then the other person might like a good old oak tree. But God created that for you. And wrap all that up and come to understand that He knows he created all that, but He knows who you are. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me go on. Verse 19, and it goes on to say, And let everyone that named the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Ephesians 2 and 19 says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Verse 20 says, And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. The foundation, the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. That's the foundation of the Old and the New Testament. You can take those 66 books that we have right here, and you can read account after account after account of the faithfulness of God. How that those that built their house upon the rock, their lives stood sure. You can count on Him to take care of you. 1 Corinthians 10 and 11 says, Now all these things happened unto them for ensamples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. The word admonition there means advice, counsel, guidance, input. When you go through times of struggle, when you go through times when the storm's blowing and the floods are coming, you can go to the Word of God and you can open it up and you can begin to read about three Hebrew children, three Hebrew boys that were standing before Nebuchadnezzar and saying, we won't bow. You can read the account of how God kept them through that time, Elder. And you can draw faith from that and say, man, if He can take care of them in that situation, He can sure enough take care of me and mine. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We got trials we go through. We got tests we endure. We got situations we got to deal with. 
First Peter 4 and 12 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Don't think it strange. Think it how ironic he put there fiery trial. Fiery trial. The fire burning on you. It's uncomfortable. But think it not strange. Think it not strange. Verse Peter 1 and 7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth though it be tried with fire might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That Greek definition of faith there is persuasion. Moral conviction of religious truth or truthfulness of God. That the trial of your persuasion. I'm persuaded that he's going to take care of me. I'm persuaded that he's going to see me through. I'm here to tell you tonight, church, he will not fail you. He will not fail you. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bear with me a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Malachi 3 and 3. Describes it this way, and he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. Just to kind of give you an idea as to why you go through what you go through. Why we go through what we go through. It's for our benefit. It's not fun, but it's for our benefit. Because you see, when you go through trials and tests, and you have those things come against you... You find out things about yourself you didn't know when when it was smooth sailing. And those are the things that come to the surface just as the refiner when he sits and and the heat's turned up and he begins to see the impurities come to the surface. He'll begin to wipe them away and take them out of the silver until he can see his reflection. That's what God wants to do with you. He allows those things to happen to us so that we can become like him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As I explained earlier, in my line of work, we go into homes that have been damaged through fire or flood. And it's our responsibility to put it back. To restore it. To restore that property back to the way it was before all this took place. But there's one thing that you got to understand is the damaged structure, the damaged materials have to be removed before anything can start in, re- in the repair process. Say, well, Brother Nelson, what's that got to do with me? Sometimes when we go through situations, we end up getting some things in us that we don't allow the Lord to take out of us. Grudges. 
hard feeling, misunderstanding, hurts. And we come to church and we want God to, to build on us and want us to, hey God, I need a blessing. And God's saying, I'd love to give it to you, but first we got to get this out of the way. You see, church, you got to understand that, that it's not about you, it's about the kingdom. And if you've got something that you're dealing with, you need to find a place in prayer with God so you can get rid of that so that He can turn around and repair you and restore you. Restore you so that you can be productive for, the, for, the, for God. One of the hardest things there is in a, in, a, in a fire damage elder is to get the smoke smell out of the house. There's not one time I don't go on a fire job that I don't think about those Hebrew children. And when they got out of that fiery furnace, it said that not even the smell of smoke was on them. Man, I walk into a house that's had a fire. The fire's out. It's been out for a month. And all there is is just the aftermath. They can already have done the demo. And I'm getting ready to go in there and write an estimate. I walk in there and start writing. I walk out. I smell like smoke, Elder. And I'll be walking my truck going, God, you're amazing. You're amazing. I stink. I stink. But, oh, man. Them Hebrew boys didn't. Hallelujah, and that helps me in my faith knowing, God, if you kept the smoke off them boys, you can keep them off me. Hallelujah, I don't care what the devil tries to come and throw my way. I know if you kept it off them boys, you keep it off me too. Oh, yes, you will. Hallelujah, hallelujah. She got to let that stuff go. Forgiveness. Oh, but you don't know what they did to me. No, I don't. I don't know what they did to you. Brother Nelson, I'm waiting for them to come and, and, and ask me for an apology. Well, you're probably waiting for a while. Because there's some people probably don't even know that you're offended. Hello? You're sitting over there all. He didn't apologize again. And all the while they're like, no idea what in the world you got a problem with. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I like the way some, one person put it, said it this way. They said, not forgiving is like drinking rat poison then waiting for the rat to die. Sitting over there all stewed up and mad and unforgiving. God can't build on that. God can't build on that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why not just let it go and move forward? Hallelujah. Hosea 10 and 12. Reading to you in a different translation here. It says, plant the good seed of righteousness and you'll harvest a good crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. For now is the time to seek the Lord that you may come and shower righteousness upon you. Break up the fallow ground. That hard, crusty ground that you've allowed to occur because of hard feelings and grudges. You need to allow God to come along and just let the plow go through 
and break up that fallow ground so that the good seed can, righteousness can be sown in you. Hallelujah. Church, I'm telling you, we're, we're on the midst of revival like we've never seen before. Hallelujah. And I stopped to say all that to say this. You've got to allow God to heal you. You've got to allow God to restore you. Hallelujah. And time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. Holding on to hard feelings. Months. Years. Meanwhile, souls pass you every day, elder. And you, you, you don't even know. You don't, you don't feel nothing because you got that hard feeling. You got those grudges. I'm here to tell you, tonight, if, you, if I'm talking to you, you got to get it out of the way. You got, it's not doing you any good. It's not doing you any good. Ain't nobody going to come and, and, and apologize. Ain't nobody. You need to trust God and say, God, here it is. I'm tired of dealing with this. I'm tired of carrying this weight. I'm tired of this rat poison. Here it is. I'm tired of it, God. Help me tonight and restore me. Hallelujah. And again, God will not fail you. I said, God will not fail you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to read Psalms 37. I'm going to read the whole thing for you tonight because I'm going to brag on God a minute. You ready? All right. Psalms 37 and 1 says, A Psalm of David. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so thou shalt dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he will bring it to pass. Mm. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off. Before, but those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him. Gonna laugh at those that's trying to do your heart get harm. He's gonna laugh and say, Really? Hold on a minute. For he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy and to slay such as be of an upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own rest and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine, 
they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fatter lambs. They shall consume into smoke, and they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they must be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in the way, in his way. Though he fall, he shall not utterly cast down, be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Hey, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell at the end forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. And I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreadeth himself like a green bay tree. Yet he, passeth, he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. He is their strength in time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, you're serving a God. Hey, the boss that never lost, brother. Huh? He'll never lose a battle. But you've got to put your trust, your confidence in Him. Not your arm of flesh. Not your abilities, not your understanding, but you got to put it in Him. You got to let Him call the shots. You got to let Him say, God, whatever you want, okay? I need for you to get to the altar and I need you. I don't know if that'll work. Excuse me? You got to put your trust in Him. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to Him right now. Lord, thank you. Thank you, we can put our trust in you. Church, I'm telling you, you're not going to lose as long as you put your trust, your confidence in Him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I know you may be going through it, and it may be a flood time in your house. But I'm here to tell you, your God is faithful. He's faithful, and He's going to take care of you. Yes, He will. Yes, He will. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, getting back to our opening scripture. Joel chapter 2, verse 25. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, cankerworm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, the great army which I sent among you. Notice in there that I will restore to you the years. Years. Plural. Not just one year. 
See, there have been times here at Truth Church that you planted some seed. In hopes of a harvest. There have been times when you've come in and you've started to see a little plant begin to poke up out of the ground and faith has been built up in your in your soul. You're like, man, all right, hey, here we go. Started to see things happen. You started to see things kind of kind of here we go, we're getting ready for a harvest, and you see it begin to grow and it grow and only to hear in the distance the sound of the locust wings beating and you're thinking to yourself, nah, not again. Only to have them descend on another harvest and take it away. I'm looking in the eyes of some people and I'm just, I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to obey the Holy Ghost. I'm looking in the eyes of some people here tonight that you've had some harvests that you thought was going to come to pass and they didn't. In this very church here, this church has been through some things and experienced some things and some situations only to turn around and see the locust and the palmer worm come and devour and turn around and look. Where did it go? But I believe the Lord wants us to know He's fixing to restore not just the year, elder, but the years. The years. The years. And it doesn't stop there, child of God. He's going to restore the years that you've suffered. And you've, you've sacrificed and you've given. and you, In times when you were hurting and you gave yourself to the house of God and to the work of God, God is going to restore to you those things that were taken from you. We're fixing to see a change occur. Not just in the physical, but in the spiritual. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many times have you worked on a co-worker or a friend trying to get them to come to church and, and, and you know, trying to witness to them and, man, they're kind of starting to get a little hungry and you're... Man, you're, you're getting excited. Man, that, that plant's starting to come up. You know, it's any day now they're going, they're just going to walk through that door only to see them sitting over there with Holy Joe and they're sitting there talking and then you overhear their conversation and Holy Joe tells them, yeah, service is at 7 o'clock on such. They go to church with Holy Joe. I remember one time when we lived in Boise, Idaho working in a... In a uh, Warehouse. I was working with a couple of co-workers, and <clears throat> I mean, they were hungry, and God was working on them. We'd have them over to the house for 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 breakfast. We had to work on Saturday, and I said, "Guys, come on over. I'll make pancakes, and we'll you know have a time." And there was another guy that worked there, elder, that was apostolic. And one of the guys that was coming over to eat, he looked at this guy and he said, are you going to go over to John's for pancakes? And that outfit looked at him and says, nope, I'm already saved. He said, what? What did you say? 
There he was just trying to throw a wrench and stuff. Don't get discouraged at stuff like that. Just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. God will take care of it. God will take care of it. Galatians 6 and 9 said, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and 58 says, But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, church, God's got great things in store for this church. Hey, I'm saying God's got great things in store for this church. You can, you can feel it in the, in, the, in the spirit. I'm telling you, there's a change that has occurred in the atmosphere in this place. I'm telling you, God's fixing to usher in something none of us even anticipated happening. Oh, yes, he is. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, you could put your trust, your confidence in him. Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Here we are in November. Latter part of November, we got one more month and this year's fixing to close out. Ever since your truth conference, Elder. There was a change that happened. And church, here we are in the big middle of it. 2020. I've said it once, I'm going to say it again. A year from now, you're not even going to recognize this place. Come on, why are you holding on to doubt? Come on. Has doubt done you good this far? This far? God's got great things in store for you. Why not let go and let God do it for you? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Daniel eleven thirty two 32 says... But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Let's all stand here tonight. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to read to you in 2 Samuel 23 and 11 and 12. Read you an account of one of David's mighty men. It says, After him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Harite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. 
and the people fled from the Philistines. Verse 12 says, But he, Shammah, stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. Shammah had enough. You were on it this morning, Elder. Said, No more. It's done. I'm sick and tired of going through the labor of planting and tending only to see the Philistines come down here and take what we've worked so hard to build. I'm going to share a little story with you. When I was in high school, played football and there was a team that we played from Wellington, Kansas in all the years that Chaparral High School played Wellington we never had beat them never had, we always lost and so here it was our year to play them and as a matter of fact it was the last year that Chaparral was going to play Wellington and I can still remember the atmosphere of the locker room when we were all getting suited up to go out to play it wasn't good I mean we already lost before we even strapped on our, our, our shoulder pads and, and, and to make things worse here, here, come, here come the administrators of the school coming through the locker room just do your best Go ahead and say, we're done. So we got out there on the field. We started the game, and it was going like we all had felt like it was going to go. Wasn't going good, Elder. We wasn't doing well. And the thing I remember the most about that is how that it made each one of us withdraw within ourselves. We weren't a team anymore. We were just trying to get through this thing. Let's get through it. Let's lose. Let's get on. Let's go. We know it's going to happen. Let's go. And so we weren't playing as a team. We had a tailback on our team. His name was Randy Patterson, and he set the state record in the 100 meters. And I was the center, the guy that hikes the ball. And we went back to the huddle for the next play. We were all huddled up in there, and Randy Patterson looks at me and grabs me in my face mask and jerks my head up there. He says, if you and Pachoon, which was the guard next to me, would just block, I'll go all the way. I looked at Rick Pachoon. Rick Pachoon looked at me. I said, all right. So we went up on the line, snapped the ball. The poor boy that I had. I was on top of him. He wasn't going nowhere. So I'm laying on the ground on top of this cat. And all of a sudden, I start hearing the crowd cheer. And I could pick myself up off the ground only to see Randy Patterson skating down the sideline, scoring a touchdown. That sparked something. And it happened again. And we ended up beating Wellington that day. 
Is there a shaman in the house? Is there a Randy Patterson in the house? telling you church I'm not selling used cars right now I'm telling you God is fixing to do something but we've got to be determined enough to say enough is enough we can win this thing I'm sick and tired of coming in here and going through the motions or whatever the case might be I'm tired of it today's the day no more devil I'm going to ask you all to come up to the front Lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, oh, Shama, where you at? Shama, where you at? Come on, you willing to fight for it? God's going to restore the years, but it's going to be a fight. We need some Shamas in the house. Hallelujah. Pastor can't do it on his own. He can't fight it on his own. We need some shamans in the house. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. And if you're here tonight in your life, you need God to help you. I'm here to tell you these altars are open. God can restore. I said God can restore. I said God can restore you. He can take the pieces of your life and put them back together piece by piece until you're whole again. Oh, yes. That's it. That's it. Let God do it. Let God do it.